Welcome to the Ramble Room. I want to talk about SAPA today. That's the Second Amendment Preservation Act. I'll be bringing on Mark Jones of Gun Owners of America. We're going to talk about the bill that is currently before the Senate and moving toward the House. There's been a little confusion about this bill, a lot of things said about it, and my advice has always been read it for yourself. Well, some of you honestly would if you took the time to try to figure out where it was. So I'm just going to read a couple of paragraphs from this bill that are really the essential heart of the bill. This state and all political subdivisions of this state are prohibited from using any personnel or funds appropriated by the legislature of the state of Wyoming or any other source of funds that originated within the state of Wyoming to enforce, administer, or cooperate with any act, law, treaty, judicial or executive order, rule or regulation of the United States government that infringes on or impedes the free exercise of individual rights guaranteed under the Second Amendment of the Constitution of the United States. Nothing in this act shall limit or restrict a public servant as defined in Wyoming Statute 6-5-101 paragraph A from providing assistance to federal authorities for purposes not specifically identified in subsection A of this section. That's the first paragraph that I just read. Third paragraph says any public servant, as defined in Wyoming statute, who violates subsection A of this section shall be subject to the penalties within Wyoming statute 68-405. Those state penalty of up to $2,000 or a year in jail for violating the statute there. As used in this subsection, the penalties in Wyoming Statute 6-8-405B shall be applied to public servants. So what this is saying is we're, we're going to use the same penalty that's used in this other statute in 68405. Again, don't take my word for it. Do a little bit of legwork. Look it up for yourself. See what it says. I did that. I'd heard a lot of things about this bill, and I felt like, I needed to get to the truth of the matter. When I read the bill in its simplicity, and I went to the other statutes that talk about the penalties and understand how it's put together, it's pretty straightforward, and I think it's a pretty good bill. It's not as tough as I'd like, but it's a starting place. And we look forward to next year after this election when we might be able to move the Wyoming House and perhaps even the Senate a little bit more to the right we could then add even more teeth to this, whatever we think is needed. At any rate, I've rambled on long enough, and that's what we do here at the Ramble Room. I'm going to bring on Mark Jones, Gun Owners of America. Well, hello, Mark. It's good to talk to you. I'm speaking with Mark Jones, Gun Owners of America, and we're going to talk a little bit of truth about the SAPA bill, the Second Amendment Preservation Act. First of all, are you staying warm down there? Ken, it is nine degrees in balmy Cheyenne, Wyoming, and the wind's blowing about 30 or 40 miles an hour, so it's beautiful here. <laughs> but you're inside, right? Well, actually, I'm outside right now, but I, I made it to my car without turning into an icicle. Well, if, if the carbon monoxide gets to you, you just roll the window down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Get a breath of fresh air. Yeah. So you have been 
at least in part responsible for the bringing of Senate File 102, which is a Second Amendment Preservation Act. Could you give us just a little brief information about this bill? So what this bill does, uh, it's Senate Bill 102, Second Amendment Protection Act, and it it attempts to uh, serve kind of as a as a barrier between the the law-abiding Wyoming citizen and an overreaching federal government in terms of stopping Second Amendment infringements. Uh, and that's essentially what the bill tries to do. It makes it illegal to enforce. Uh, it makes it legal for Wyoming officials to use any personnel or funds to enforce unconstitutional federal gun control. Does this bill have any teeth in it? Yes, it does. In fact, it, it references a penalty that's already found in the Wyoming Firearms Freedom Act of 2010. That penalty can include a $2,000 civil fine and up to uh, one year in jail. It's a misdemeanor. <clears throat> so the existing penalty only applies to Wyoming firearms from the 2010 Act. But the new bill would, bring, would make that penalty apply to any second amendment infringement going forward exactly that's that's the way i read it as well and that was a very concise explanation in my humble yet correct opinion (laughs) thank you i have heard that this is if assuming that it gets passed would be the third strongest SAPA bill in the nation Am, am i hearing that accurately well you know that's a good question ken there, it, there's a three or four different types of SAPAs. Some use civil penalties. Some use civil penalties against uh, agencies. This would have the strong, I will say this, this will have the, the longest potential jail term uh, of one year. Now, there, reasonable people could argue about the pros and cons of, of a criminal path versus really strong civil penalties against the agencies, which is what Missouri has. So it's definitely the strongest criminal penalty. Now, is it the third strongest SAPA? You know, we could have a long debate about that. (laughs) I'm sure. That's kind of a loaded question. I'm trying to make this place interesting for a while. Yeah. Um, You mentioned Missouri. Can you tell us a little bit how this, maybe you already have to a degree, a little bit about how this bill is different from the fabled Missouri bill that everybody seems to be talking about. Yeah, the Missouri bill establishes the $50,000 civil penalty for any agencies that are involved in unconstitutional gun control. So an officer, an individual officer was told to go do a job would not be under any sort of penalty. Yes, the Missouri bill does does not go after the individual officers, goes after the department. And it also does not um, it does not waive sovereign or um, qualified immunity of the officers. It waives sovereign immunity of the departments. Um, so that's really the big difference in the Missouri bill. And th- there's some confusion about a companion bill in the Wyoming legislature that failed last week. Folks have referred to it as the Missouri bill, but it is different from the Missouri bill. So all three bills are a little bit different then? Well, there was Senate File 87 and House Bill 133 were mirror mirror bills. They were very similar. 
and and they were many people mistakenly refer to those as the Missouri bills, but they're not exactly like Missouri's. They attempt to wa- uh, waive qualified immunity, <clears throat> uh, which Missouri doesn't do. They attempt to go after federal officers, which Missouri doesn't do because it won't withstand judicial scrutiny. Um, so there there are there were some differences in failed Senate eighty seven slash house bill 133 they were some differences in that event and the missouri bill so i don't want people to continue to call that the missouri bill okay i also heard that these bills had some flaws and i'm not asking you to go into those flaws necessarily at this point but it's going to be important as this sorts itself out and the, the politics surrounding it that people understand the truth and that's why i'm doing this if you have a bill that appears to be flawed that has issues, and you've had attorneys look extensively at the bill we're talking about, the Senate File 102, and what was their response about your bill? Well, we think 102 will withstand judicial scrutiny. We definitely had some concerns about Senate File 87 slash House Bill 133, you know, which failed last week, and and we're going to share those concerns we had with the failed bills here in the next 24 to 48 hours. But we have one bill going forward. It's 102, and we think 102, while not perfect, is a good bill, builds a good foundation, and and can withstand judicial scrutiny. I think I think that's an important point. You know, if you're playing baseball, you don't need a home run every pitch. If you're playing football, it's a game of inches. And we do everything we can to push the ball as far and as fast as we can, but we don't sit back and say, well, if I can't get a touchdown from sitting back here on my own 30, I'm not even going to throw the ball. Um, I just, I don't agree with that type of thinking. We we can learn a lot from the left and the way they have employed incrementalism over the years. And I think that that is to our benefit as well. The last time this came up, we didn't have the backing of any law enforcement. How is that different this time? I, I think one of the big reasons law enforcement's willing to back this bill is that we've not tried to waive qualified immunity. And, and I should probably explain what that means because a lot of people are confused about it. Is it can I do that, Ken? Yeah, I thought this was not about COVID. And you're talking <laughs> immunity, and I'm confused. Immunity. Yeah. yeah, qualified immunity in terms of law enforcement essentially um, protects law enforcement officers if they do three things. If if they mess up in the course of their job, but they got to do three things: they have to obey the law, they have to obey their department policies, and they have to follow their training. And then if the, if there's a something happens, they're they're covered under qualified immunity. That's been upheld by the Supreme Court right or wrong that that is the law of the land and a lot of the other bills have tried to waive that and you don't have to waive qualified immunity to have a good sapa because remember i said the officer has to do three things and one of those was obey the law so if you have a law a good law with a criminal penalty and that officer violates said law qualified immunity does not protect that officer so that's always been one of the sticking points, I think, because we've recognized that in this bill and and structured this bill accordingly. That's why they're willing to support it. They don't intend to violate it. Therefore, they don't have to worry about it. I look at the list of people that are supporting and co-sponsoring this bill, 
and I see some people on there that frankly surprise me a little bit. And then, you know, my reaction is, well, this is this is an election year, so a lot of them have got to kind of at least appear to be a little more conservative for a time. I, I'm not asking you to pick any specific folk, but you have kind of a broad support from this, from two of the most conservative people in all of the Wyoming House to a, a number of others. Would you comment on that? Yeah, I think that that does surprise a lot of people. And I guess my answer to that is maybe this bill's better than some people have given it credit for. If you look at, and I, and if you look at some of the sponsors, there's probably three really strong conservatives on there now, because uh, they can get on the bill later in the process. And if you're looking at an early version, there, there was less sponsors than there are now. And there's, there's some people on there that some people would view as less conservative. And, and I guess that there's a couple things going on. I think it's good legislation. I think that Wyoming wants to be a gun-friendly place. And I think legislators recognize voters want something done. And I guess, it, you know, that's I've heard some people use this as a criticism of the bill. And my answer to that is how do you ever expect to pass legislation without support from different um there aren't that many conservatives the there you would think well, that they would think there would yeah. be there really aren't and so right. in order to pass anything substantial you're going to have to get a little bit of the more moderates to come across and help you out exactly and in, in, in what, wyoming yep that is that's the status of our legislature it's not a deep red hard conservative legislature. So you've got to get support from yeah. um, more moderate Republicans. Well, we're, we're working to change that. We're hoping that it'll get a little bit more red, at least I am personally, in the next year or so. But until that happens, we'll take what we can get. Like we said, we'll just keep on matriculating the ball down the field. Is there anything like that you would like to add, something that maybe we've left out of this discussion? Well, I would like to say that, you know, going forward... You know, we're going to score the votes on this as a pro Second Amendment or negative Second Amendment vote. And I hope uh, that that legislators that are maybe listening will understand that the the other bills and things that happened in the past don't matter. There's no no hard feelings over anything that's happened up to now. But going forward, we have an opportunity to pass a good SAPA in Wyoming and we'll be scoring that accordingly we we hope and and encourage legislators in both chambers to vote for this bill i'm going to actually read the bill and the section of the wyoming statute that lays out the penalties for violation of this bill have a few other things to say but i'm not going to keep you tied up mark i know you've got a lot to do i'm not going to keep you tied up while i do that but i'm just going to suggest while you're here within the hearing and the same thing that I'm telling everybody else, hey, folks, if you're hearing things about this bill, why not read it for yourself? It's only about a page. It's very short. It's very succinct. And to me, it was sparkling clear. And when I read it for myself, I discovered that a lot of things that are being said about it simply are not true. Thank you for that, Ken, because so many people have have seen talking points that were inaccurate and and what you just said is what i've encouraged everyone to do read the bill for yourself 
look at the reference to the actual penalty and and you'll see that while the bill's not perfect that it's a great beginning of a, and a good foundation for a good second amendment protection act well mark i thank you very much for your valuable time and you know that anytime you get a chance to call you've got a an ear here well i look forward to it ken i'd like to maybe talk with you more maybe after it gets out of the senate as we get as assuming we we're fortunate and it does this week uh there will be a i'm sure a rigorous debate and battle over in the house so maybe we can and talk about that let's let's do that keep us posted and i appreciate your friendship yes you too ken